Welcome to the Esteemed Life Podcast, where I talk about the remarkable resilience of women and how they have overcome challenges and obstacles in their lives. I will explore self-esteem, self-love, emotional intelligence, self-care, and confidence. I am your host, Michelle Hall, a certified Christian life coach and personal development strategist who help women of a mature age overcome and resolve negative childhood experiences. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, esteemed ones. This is episode 17 of the Esteem Life podcast, and I just want to say thank you for hanging out with the podcast. I hope that you are benefiting from the content that I'm putting out and sharing it with others who may also find it beneficial. On today's episode, I'm talking about forgiveness. Yes, we hear a lot about forgiveness in movies and such. The mantra is, forgiveness is for you and not the other person. Well, I want to explore why it is sometimes hard to forgive. I am a member of a lot of Facebook groups and I do research for my coaching business and the podcast. And I have heard so many stories about adult children who had adverse childhood experiences, decree and declare that they will never forgive their parents for the childhood they had. They say their parents don't deserve it. And many of those adult children don't deal with their parents because of whatever happened with them when they were growing up. I've read stories of women who were hurt because their husbands left them for another woman after 10, 15, 20 plus years of marriage. And they also decree and declare that they will never forgive them for the hurt and pain that they caused by walking out on the family. There are a lot of hurting people in this world and they are holding on to unforgiveness. But why? Why do they hang on so tightly to unforgiveness? I think it has a lot to do with the anger and the pain that they are feeling. And thinking that if they forgive, it's letting the person off the hook for what they did. What exactly is forgiveness anyway? According to the dictionary, Merriam-Webster online version, forgiving is ceasing to feel resentment against an offender. How do you do that? Stop feeling resentment towards someone. Let's say someone does something to you or says something to you that offends you. Depending on what it is, you can drop it and get over it quickly. The person may apologize or you could realize that it was an accident or not intentional, right? You can immediately release that and move on with your life. It was likely an offense that didn't cause you great pain. But there are other times when an offense causes you deep and intense pain whether it be physical, emotional, or mental pain. I'm talking about physical abuse, 
someone who beat you either as a kid or maybe in a romantic relationship. It could be emotional abuse, someone gaslighting you or someone constantly demeaning you and telling you that you're worthless. Or it could be sexual abuse, someone who raped you or molested you as a child or an adult for that matter. So let's keep it real. All offenses are not created equal, and some are just harder to get over than others. You can have a situation also where someone does something to someone you love. For example, a drunk driver who gets on the road and causes an accident, and you lose a loved one as a result. How do you stop resenting the person who takes your loved one away? I want to share a drunk driving story that I found online. And the article goes like this. It was a cold night in February of 2007 when the car holding Chris Williams and his family was hit by a 17-year-old drunk driver. Immediately, Chris checked on his children in the back seat and quickly realized his 11-year-old son and 9-year-old daughter had died. Then, as he watched, his pregnant wife, sitting next to him, exhaled for the last time. Meanwhile, Williams was in so much pain that he could barely move his arm to turn his car's engine off. However, before he had even been rescued from the car, Williams told the Deseret News he had this thought. Whoever has done this to us, I forgive them. I don't care what the circumstances were. I forgive them. He proved as good as his word, going on to publicly forgive his family's killer and developing a relationship with him and his family. Today, Williams is a motivational speaker, sharing his incredible story of healing and forgiveness and inspiring others to extend mercy and forgiveness as well. End of article. This man's story was actually turned into a movie called Just Let Go. You can look it up on Amazon. Now, some of you may be thinking, there is no way I would be able to not only forgive the drunk driver who took my entire family, let alone develop a relationship with him and his family. How could I even fathom doing that? This man in the article made a decision to forgive the driver before he even knew what the situation or circumstances were. Now, would it have made a difference to you if the driver was drunk, driving recklessly and caused this accident and killed your family as opposed to, say, a sober, middle-class, law-abiding citizen? Would it make a difference how you felt? I don't know. Maybe it would. Maybe it wouldn't. The result would still be the same. You've lost your entire family. But because emotions are so involved and so strong in a situation like this, 
perhaps you would perceive the person who was sober and law-abiding differently. And you wouldn't be so hateful and resentful toward this person as you would be towards a drunk driver. I don't know. This indeed is a tough situation, which leads me to this question. Is forgiveness a decision you make? Some people say, no, it isn't. While others say, yes, it is. I think the story about Mr. Williams is proof that forgiveness is a decision. Well, at least it was for him. What about you? Could you make that decision, especially in the moment like he did? As I've said earlier, we've heard that forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. You know that all sounds good, but there are some people that you just want to go to the pits of hell and suffer because of the pain that they have caused you. (laughs) Let's be honest. Let's just keep it real, okay? Just forgive, they say. Well, it's not always an easy thing. Some of you have experienced horrific things. People can be cruel and may have caused you great pain. And the last thing that's on your mind is forgiveness. You don't want to forgive them because they don't deserve it. Now, when we feel this way about something someone has done, let us just admit it sometimes feels good or it feels right to resent them or to hate them or to wish terrible things upon them because of the hurt that they've caused. We want them to experience something just as hurtful, right? I get it. People sometimes don't forgive because they feel like if they do, they are acknowledging that what the person did was okay or at least less hurtful or harmful than it actually was. Or that whoever hurt you or offended you got away with something. I guess in essence, we want justice of some kind. We want punishment for them. We want the perpetrator to get his just due. Right? That's how you may initially feel, and forgiveness is not even an option. Back in episode 11, I did a story about victim blaming. In that episode, I referred to a movie called Woman Thou Art Loosed. In this story, a young girl was raped by her mother's boyfriend, and the mother didn't do anything about it. She blamed the little girl for what for what happened to her. And it created a new version of this little girl that she took into adulthood. She was angry and she had a lot of resentment and unforgiveness for her mother's boyfriend. As the movie goes on, she's trying to work through the issues and she's at the altar at church trying to lay this whole thing down. All of this anger and pain that she had held on for so long, she was trying to release it at the altar. But she looks up and sees the man who did this to her. He was at the altar too. He was seeking forgiveness for what he had done and wanted to repent and get right with the Lord. Well, that didn't go over too well with her. 
In a fit of rage, she ended up killing him right there in church at the altar. In her mind, he did not deserve forgiveness from her, let alone from God. Her rage was so rooted in the memory of his assault on her, she hated this man. She had no forgiveness in her heart for him. Afterwards, when she was in jail, she realized and acknowledged that she had no right to take his life. But it took her killing him and going to jail to realize that she didn't have that right, despite what he had done to her. I took that to mean that she had forgiven him for his assault on her, and she ended up asking God for forgiveness for what she had done to him. I'm sure there are many women who experience childhood abuse that have similar feelings. I don't mean that they go out and kill someone to get revenge or to dispense justice, but they have that feeling of rage on the inside. And for the record, if you believe that a perpetrator does not deserve forgiveness, I'm not saying you're wrong. Sometimes, though, forgiveness is held hostage. Yep, is held hostage because you can't forgive until the other person changes or until the other person apologizes. That is conditional forgiveness, and it is a condition that we have no control over. We can't make someone apologize. We can't make anyone feel remorse. We can only control ourselves, which is why I believe you can forgive someone regardless of what they do or don't do. You decide to forgive, to stop feeling resentment towards offenders. It is a decision. Now, Your feelings may not always be in agreement. They may have to catch up to the decision. But it is a decision that you get to make. Your forgiveness journey is between you and the Lord, not you and the offender. That is why forgiveness is for you and not for the other person. Look, most of the time, people don't care if you forgive them. Most likely, your forgiveness is not going to change their behavior. Oftentimes, they don't even feel like they've done anything wrong. Have you ever tried to talk to a parent once you became an adult and share your experience of how they emotionally abused you when you were a child? And the reaction that you get from your parent is, what are you talking about? I didn't emotionally abuse you. And they immediately dismiss your experience with them without even trying to understand what you're talking about. Some offenders don't see their actions as offensive, so they they don't think that they need to be forgiven for anything, which is why you can forgive them without them. It is for you. I believe forgiveness is a decision. It is a decision to release. It's a decision to let go. Forgiveness is for you because it releases all of the anger, pain, and despair. It releases you from the shame and guilt. It releases all of that negativity that is toxic in your body. It releases all of that. Holding on can keep you in victimhood, and you want to operate from a place of strength and power.
not victimhood. And you are worth the peace of mind that comes from true forgiveness. Now, when you forgive someone, that does not mean that you think the offense is okay. No, no, no. That is not what forgiveness is. Remember the definition. Forgiveness is simply releasing the resentment. It doesn't mean that you have to reconcile or be friends or friendly with this person or be a part of their lives. You get to determine the level of involvement, if any, that you have with them. But know also that it doesn't mean that the person is going to change. And that is where boundaries come into place. So I know it's difficult not to take those things into consideration. But in order to get to forgiveness, you have to be okay with knowing that the offender may never change. But it changes you. And that's what you want. You want the relief of the burden of carrying the hurt the pain, the disappointment, confusion, fear, and whatever else it is that you're carrying as it relates to the offender and the situation that occurred. It allows you to release the control and the power the offender has over you. They are taking up valuable real estate in your heart and in your mind. So it's very important that you take some time to think about the effects that unforgiveness is having on you and how it is manifesting in your life on a daily basis. It may be affecting you in ways that you don't even know or that you cannot recognize on your own. It could also be keeping you stuck in the past and not able to move forward and be fully who you are intended to be in this world. You don't want anyone to have that kind of power over your life. Release that stuff and move on with your life. If you have to leave them behind, leave them behind. You don't have to see them or deal with them. You get to choose. So one of the things that you can't, one of the things that you have to do when you are moving towards forgiveness is to identify how forgiveness can improve your life and identify what needs to be healed. You may not be able to do it by yourself. You may need help. You may need some coaching or you may need some counseling or perhaps both to help you work through this process because it's not an easy thing in some cases. Oh, and do I think you should forgive? Well, it's up to you. It doesn't matter what I think. As I said earlier, I do believe forgiveness is a decision that you make. Now, I am a Christian. I'm a Jesus follower. And I can't address this topic without that perspective coming into play. The Bible says that we must forgive in order for God to forgive us. If you grew up in church or Sunday school, you probably know the Lord's Prayer. And you can probably recite it just from memory. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
the power, and the glory forever. Did you remember it? You were probably reciting it with me. It says right there in the prayer, we're asking God to forgive us as we have forgiven others. And then it clearly reiterates in Matthew 6, 14 and 15, the scriptures following the Lord's prayer. But you do what you believe you need to do. I came to a point in my life where I had to get myself together and release the resentment. I no longer wanted someone else's actions and behaviors to have any power over me and take up any space in my head. And I feel so much better since I've been able to release the resentment. If you are struggling with unforgiveness, instead of focusing on the undeserving offender, focus on yourself. You are worth putting yourself first. Forgiveness is for you and your well-being. Until next time. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Esteemed Life Podcast. Please join my Facebook group where we have discussions on podcast topics and other inspirational content. You can find the group at www.facebook.com slash groups slash the esteemed ones. Share this episode with a friend and come back to join me next week for another inspirational episode. And remember, life can get better. You just have to do the work.